This is a podcast from Aletheia, Truth in the Darkness, whose mission it is to uproot false foundations, to tear down idols of the heart, to build up the church, and to plant seeds of hope. First, before you hear this blog, or podcast, I should say, you must know that I am convinced the cross is enough, and you cannot out the cross of Christ. And realize that what I am saying is that pride is the result of not depending upon the cross and instead adding yourself to it or going back to yourself for salvation. Pride and compromise go hand in hand as they are, they are the result of not depending on the cross any longer or forgetting that, quote, you had been cleansed from your former sins, unquote, 2 Peter 1.9. So everything you hear has come from the word of God and is pertaining to the last days. I personally see these things coming about increasingly in the church in America. So I am sharing them with you. I believe that only when we open ourselves to compromise and pride by putting ourselves above the authority of God's word, do we begin to lose discernment. And it is this lack of discernment that opens the door for more compromise and eventually decreases a Christian's ability to discern between good and evil, truth and error, God and self. And this becomes a cycle until a Christian no longer cares and ends up hardening their heart without even realizing it because the process was so slow. Let me begin. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith, 1 Timothy 4.1. Paul says, Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. That's from Colossians 4.14. Later in Paul's last letter, during a time of great tribulation, he says, For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica, 2 Timothy 4.10. John said that anyone who loves the world cannot also love God. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 1 John 2.15 Therefore, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God, has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified, and has outraged the spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, and again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Hebrews 10, 23a and 26 through 31. Did you notice the individual above has been sanctified? I know you know these verses. I also know that the majority of American Christians do not believe what they plainly say. But do you know why? It is because their soteriology or theology of salvation have been skewed by placing a certain idea or lens over other passages of Scripture that deal with salvation issues. For instance, if we read, 
If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Without understanding the meaning of that statement, then we will not know what it means. If we keep on confessing and keep on believing until the end, then we'll be saved. Also in the last days, there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. 2 Peter 2.1 What master purchased them? Jesus, with his blood. For master is capitalized in the text. So, the straight-A student is not threatened by a conversation about poor grades, right? The obedient child is not threatened by a conversation about the consequences of disobedience. In the same way, the child of God who knows the intentions of their own heart and its desires, because they allow the word of God and the Holy Spirit to examine them daily, that they truly love the Lord with their whole self. They live in heaven and not on earth in their hearts and minds. That child finds no fear or threat when it comes to biblical warnings. Paul to Timothy in 2 Timothy says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. This also means he kept himself in the grace of God by his faith. It is clear that Paul understood who it was that gave him the grace to be saved and who it was that does the continuing in faith or belief unto salvation. In the same letter, Paul writes, If we are faithless, God remains faithful. But if we, Christians, deny him, he will also deny us. There are plenty of biblical warnings regarding our salvation found in Hebrews, Jude, Peter, Colossians, Galatians, and Revelation. Some of these I have already listed or shared. But here are a few more examples. Jesus said, The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelation 3.5 Correctly understood, this is saying conquering or overcoming equals salvation. And therefore the exact opposite must also be true. So continuing to hold to the hope of our salvation is, av is available for every truly saved Christian. But not every truly saved Christian will continue in their faith and hope of salvation, it appears. And Paul warns the Colossians that you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard. Colossians 1.23 And in Galatians, Paul makes it clear that a Christian can go back to the law of Moses after having been truly saved, and thereby falling away from grace. Many times we skim over these verses because we have been taught to focus only on the promises for the Christian without realizing that those promises are conditional being based on our continued faith, which every Christian has the free will to choose. Personally, I am comforted by these rebukes and warnings, not 
because I'm perfect, because I'm not, but because I know my heart's intentions before God and my conscience is clear. So be warned, Christians. You may have believed something which the scriptures do not truly affirm. For instance, according to Romans 11, pride will cause a Christian to lose their salvation or can cause them to. Since we, Gentile believers, are to be thankful for the Jews, since, quote, branches were broken off so that I, we Gentiles, might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. But you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Note then the kindness and the severity of God, severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. Unquote. Romans 11, 19-22 Notice with me the word continue and the statement continue in the faith. When reading verses that have to do with one's eternal security, also, a new convert being placed in authority in a church can cause them to fall, since he, the saved Christian, must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil, meaning hell, because of pride. Pride is the most dangerous thing for a Christian. Pride causes compromise, and pride says, I can be saved and yet love the world at the same time. Pride also says those parts of scripture regarding men and women and roles in the church and in the family don't matter in my generation. Pride also says God will be mocked and he does not mean what he says. So read your Bible with new eyes and see that a Christian can become a non-Christian through pride. Be warned. You might be thinking, wow, that was harsh or where is the good news? I, I will respond by saying, if you do not already know the good news of salvation, then this podcast was not for you. However, most who read my blogs and listen to the podcast are very familiar with the good news. What I am doing here is reminding the church or Christians that the word of God stands. It does not stand by our own beliefs or by our own interpretations or our own convictions. It stands alone. It stands apart. It is holy and true, even when we disagree with it or when we cannot reconcile something. I have found that if I cannot reconcile something in Scripture, it is because I have misunderstood something else in Scripture. And I need to go back and re-examine those passages in context. The Scriptures both encourage and correct us. May we not accept the one and reject the other. God has called me to this in this hour. What has he called you to do? Just do your part and you will hear, well done. Just do not forget. Pride and compromise both are very deceptive and costly. Therefore, as the writer of Hebrews exhorts, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Note, how to avoid pride and compromise. Keep short accounts with God and with others. Keep yourself in the love of Christ by allowing the Holy Spirit to search you and examine your heart daily. Keep in the word of God daily. 
Keep seeking intimacy with Jesus with honesty and humility of heart. Be willing to admit your faults, to forgive, and ask for forgiveness from others when you're wrong. Humility before God and others is the key. Forsake the, this world and its ideas. Run to Jesus in full surrender and submission. Simply tell him you are willing to allow him his way in your life. Also, know that as long as you still want Jesus, he is still near you. Be encouraged now. Blessings.